What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Miller. So a couple days ago, there was a big trade that went down in the NBA. Damian Lillard being sent from the Portland Trailblazers to Milwaukee Bucks. I'll give you a breakdown of that deal and give you guys my reaction and what I think the deal means for the rest of the NBA, especially the Eastern Conference. So start off with who went where in this deal. Milwaukee gets Damian Lillard. The Phoenix Suns will get Juzum Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson. And then Portland will get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Trumani Kamara, and a first-round pick of 2029 for the Milwaukee Bucks with two first-round pick swaps from Milwaukee as well in 2028 and in 2030. So good amount of draft capital there for Portland in this deal. They'll probably go out there and now ship out Drew Holiday to somewhere else and probably get some draft picks back as well. I think they'll keep DeAndre Ayton, and maybe keep him for their paint for the future. But I think Drew Holiday will be shipped out pretty soon, and they'll probably try and go get draft picks back in return for him. So now I'll give you guys my thoughts on the deal. And the way I feel about it is this. I think Milwaukee now becomes the favorite in the East for sure, and maybe even the favorite in the NBA. When you add in a guy like Damian Lillard, who's the best closer in the NBA, and also the second-best shooter in the league, in my opinion, to Steph Curry, that's really hard to stop in an offense that includes Giannis Antetokounmpo. Really is hard to stop when you have Giannis there as well. And Damian Lillard is a guy that knows how to close games. He knows how to take the big shot. He's not afraid of those big moments. And now he joins a team that has Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton. Two other very good players. Giannis is a superstar, and the Middleton is an all-star star player. So that team is ready to roll. And I think if you look at it, I think it works out better for Damian Lillard being in Milwaukee than it would have in Miami. I think he's on a better team in Milwaukee than he would have been on Miami. And I know it was all about him going to Miami over the summer. He only wanted to be on the Miami Heat. That was a big goal of his to end up on Miami. He wasn't going to play if he ended up elsewhere. And according to reports, he was open to returning to Portland if forcing his way to Miami didn't work out. And I guess the GM of the Blazers, Joe Cronin, said to him, we're going to send you wherever we want, and there's no coming back. So at the end of the day, it wasn't really up to Lillard where he's going to go. And I think it works out for him, though. I think it does going to Milwaukee. And as I said, I think Milwaukee becomes a favorite. It's definitely in the East, and I'd say in the NBA, because when you add in a talent like Damian Lillard to a team that already has Giannis and Chris Middleton, that's going to be very hard to stop. And one thing I think Milwaukee does lose in this trade, they lose defense. Considering Drew Holiday is one of the best defenders in the NBA, you lose a guy that's very good covering the best shooters in the NBA, and then you also lose a guy that's a very good shooter himself. Drew Holiday is a very good three-point shooter as well, and he can help you score the ball in any situation, just like Damian Lillard. Lillard obviously is the better player, but both players can take the big shot, and at the end of the day, obviously you'd rather have Lillard probably than Drew Holiday, especially considering where this Milwaukee Bucks team is going. Nobody really knows what the situation is going to be, with Giannis and his long-term extension. Is he going to stay in Milwaukee or is he not? I think this trade ends up being a big reason he does stay in Milwaukee because it shows they're dedicated to trying to win right now and trying to build around him. And this was a trade they didn't even ask Giannis' opinion for. And I think it obviously works out for Giannis. I really do think it does work out for Giannis having Damian Lillard on his side. And I think it favors offense over defense this trade. But when you can go out there and get a guy like Damian Lillard, you go and do it. You really do. I think it does favor offense over defense, but it's a league that's all about scoring and shooting today. Two things that Damian Lillard does very well. Just as good as anybody in the NBA. He's a very good scorer and a very good shooter. And Milwaukee now does add in a ton of superstar talent next to Giannis, which I think Drew Holiday is a star. He's a very good player both ways. Very good two-way player, but he's not a superstar. When you add in Damian Lillard, he is a superstar next to Giannis. And I think right away they become the best duo in the NBA. I really do. Because you have a guy that knows how to take the big shot in Damian Lillard, who's a great closer, and also one of the best shooters and scorers in the NBA, averaging 32.2 points per game last season, 4.8 rebounds, 7.3 assists, and shot 37% from three. 
You add in a talent like that next to Giannis, who averaged 31 points per game, almost 12 rebounds, 5.7 assists, and point eight blocks last season, that's going to be very hard to stop if both those guys can stay healthy. Middleton, Giannis, and Lillard have had their injury issues over the last few years, so Milwaukee does need them to stay healthy, but if they're healthy, I think it's going to be very hard to stop those guys. I really do. So in this deal, Milwaukee's getting just Damian Lillard, longtime trailblazer, is now gone from Portland. He gets his wish. He wanted to be traded. Over the last year, he's expressed his interest in getting traded. Then this summer, he's all about being moved to the Miami Heat. Miami ends up not being able to get an offer that Portland was interested in. I guess Portland did ask for either Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo, and that wasn't going to be a trade that Miami was going to make. So they end up shutting the phone off there and hanging up. And that ends up being a reason he doesn't go to Miami. But I think it ends up working out for Lillard. And he had a very good career with Portland, seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA selection, 25 points per game in his career for Portland. Obviously a very storied player there in the Portland Trailblazers franchise history, but they weren't going to go and win NBA Finals right now. That's what Lillard wants to do right now before he closes his career. And I think Milwaukee gives him the best chance to go out and do that. In the steal, Phoenix gets Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson. They end up giving up DeAndre Ayton in this deal and also give up Tumani Kamara. Kamara, they selected in the second round, 52nd overall in the NBA draft in 2023. So no one really knows what he's going to look like, but he is a rookie draft pick there that they sent over to Portland. And then they also gave up DeAndre Ayton. Like I said, Ayton is a younger player. He's only 25 years old. And I think Portland favored getting a young player in return, a stop player like Drew Holiday, and also getting draft picks back. So I think this deal works out for Portland, just like I think it works out for Milwaukee. As for Phoenix, they're getting Nurkic, as I said, Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson. Nurkic is a very good player when healthy, but he has been struggling with injuries over the last few seasons. He averaged 13 points per game last year, just about 10 rebounds in 52 games played for Portland. He's only played 153 games, though, over the last four seasons. So Phoenix needs him to stay healthy. He's a very good player when he's out there and can get you rebounds night in, night out, grab you 10 boards. He's a very good double-double player, but you need him to stay healthy. And I think this deal kind of works for them, too. I don't think they really want to keep DeAndre Ayton around forever and... They get a guy back in Yusuf Nurkic, who's a little bit easy to move. They want to move off his contract. And they also get back Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson. If you look at what DeAndre Ayton's making, he has a $32 million cap hit this season, 34 in next season, and then two years from now, $35 million. So it's a lot harder to move DeAndre Ayton than it is to try to move a guy like Yusuf Nurkic, who they got in this deal. Nurkic is making less money. Nurkic has a cap hit of just $16.8 million this season, 18 next season, and then two years from now, $19 million. So it's a lot easier to move off of Nurkic's contract. And also considering the new collective bargaining agreement for the NBA, it's going to be a lot harder to keep around a guy like DeAndre Ayton when you want to keep Bradley Bale, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant around for a lot longer than just one season. So it makes sense for Phoenix to get off of DeAndre Ayton in this deal. And they get back Nurkic, who could be a force for them in the paint to be a double-double machine night in and night out, just needs to stay healthy. As for Portland, they get DeAndre Ayton, who I've already mentioned, and then Drew Holiday, who's still a very good player. 19 points per game last season, 5 rebounds, 7.4 assists, shooting 38% from 3, also averaging 1.2 steals per game. He's still a very good two-way player, and I'm interested to see what contender is going to go out and make a deal with Portland to try to land him over the next few days. Because I think he's going to be shipped out probably in the next 3 or 4 days, I would say. I think he's going to get traded. And so now it brings it a question, what does this trade mean for Miami, Boston, Philly? Three other teams in the Eastern Conference that are all trying to win the Eastern Conference and try to make it to the NBA Finals. I think all three of these teams aren't fans of this move. When you add a guy like Damian Lillard, who's a pure scorer and a superstar to your same conference, and you add him next to Giannis Antetokounmpo, another weapon in that offense, that's a lot harder to cover than it was with Drew Holiday next to Giannis. It's a lot better of a duo. Even though I do love Drew Holiday, I think he's a very good player. When you have Giannis next to Drew, it's not the same as Giannis next to Damian Lillard. 
So I think they're a lot more feared now in the East than they were with Drew Holiday, even though Drew Holiday's a very good defender. And he's still a good scorer as well, can still shoot the ball. Damian Lillard is a superstar. When you put him next to Giannis, it's a lot harder to contain than it was with Drew Holiday in that offense. And I think this means that Miami or Boston, both of those teams are probably going to go out and try to get Drew Holiday to try to counter Milwaukee picking up Damian Lillard. And Drew Holiday's still a good player. He shot 39.5% from three over the last three seasons for the Bucs. And he's also, as I've said, a great defensive player. Could be a difference maker for a contending team like the Boston Celtics or Miami Heat. Boston just traded Marcus Smart, the heart and soul of their team, their best defensive player. So they could go out and try to get Drew Holiday and try to fill that void at the point guard position, who's a very good playmaker, a very good shooter, and also a very good defender. I think Drew Holiday would be a great pickup for the Celtics. And what we saw in the 2021 NBA Finals is that Drew Holiday can be a big difference maker for a contending team on both ends of the floor. And that's what we saw in the 2021 NBA Finals when Milwaukee won their first NBA Finals in their franchise history. And Drew Holiday was a big reason for that. So now I'm going to switch over and talk about some NBA trade packages I've made over the last few days. One of them I made like a month ago that I meant to record about, but I'll give you that at the end. But I'll give you some new trade packages, including Drew Holiday being shipped to a new team. I think the Boston Celtics are a great landing spot for Drew Holiday. So in this deal, it's a deal between the Celtics and the Blazers. I have Drew Holiday going to the Celtics, and I have the Blazers getting Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, both those guys combined for $34 million, a future first-round pick, and then also a first-round pick swap in exchange for Drew Holiday. I think the Celtics probably could maybe add in a second-round pick in this deal, too. Who knows? I think Portland's going to be looking for a young player, an expiring contract trying to match the salaries, and a draft pick or two in exchange for Drew Holiday. And then I think in this deal, if Portland gets Malcolm Brogdon, I think they're going to do the same thing and go out and try to flip Malcolm Brogdon in exchange for a young player, maybe a draft pick. I think that would be a great deal for the Celtics if this is the way things do work out. And Drew Holiday's making $36 million, and he also has a player option after the season's over. So who knows if he's going to opt into that player option. So there is a little bit of a risk going out and getting Drew Holiday. That's why I think Damian Lillard going to Milwaukee is a better return for Milwaukee than trying to keep Drew Holiday because I think Drew Holiday could opt out of his deal. Who knows? He's 33 years old. They still think he has a few years left to play in the NBA. But if you look at it, he does have a player option after this year's over. Maybe he opts out. So there is some risk there. But I think Drew Holiday would be a great fit in that Celtic system. He's a great point guard. He can be a playmaker for you, can shoot the ball very well, and is a very good defensive player and also fill a void that the Celtics now have with Marcus Smart being gone. So I think that would be a very good trade for the Celtics. It's tough giving up Robert Williams, but you're going to have to give a young player in this deal for Portland. You're going to. And maybe even have to add in a guy like Peyton Pritchard as well. Who knows what they're, what they're going to want in return, but I think Robert Williams would have to be involved in that deal. I really do. So the next trade package I put together was between the Clippers and the Blazers. And in this deal, the Clippers would be getting Drew Holiday in exchange for Norman Powell, Marcus Morris, Amir Coffey, and at least one first-round pick, maybe two. I originally had a first-round pick and a pick swap, but I think in this deal, you'd probably have to send two first-round picks. I'm sure it'll be a heavy topic over the next few days of whether or not the Clippers should re-engage in trade talks and try to get James Harden or go for Drew Holiday, which I think they're going to end up with one of these guys. I really do think there's a good chance the Clippers end up with either Drew Holiday or James Harden. With that being said, I would love to see Drew Holiday in a Clippers uniform. Because not only would he help you defensively at the guard position, but he's also a good shooter. And that's something that Russell Westbrook thrives with. When he has guys around him that can shoot the three very well, I think it would help this Clippers offense if you added in Drew Holiday. Not only would it help the defense as well, like I've mentioned. So then when I was thinking of this trade, I said, why not try to make a three-team trade between the Clippers, Sixes, and Blazers that involves Drew Holiday and James Harden? Since I think that's going to be a package that's going to be floating around a ton on the internet probably over the next few days. So I made my own package. I saw a couple online, but I made my own package between these three teams. And in this trade, I have the Sixes getting Norman Powell and Drew Holiday. 
of the Blazers getting Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Furkan Korkmaz, a first-round pick from Philly, a first-round pick from the Clippers, Amir Coffey, and probably another pick in there as well, maybe a pick swap from Philadelphia in this deal, since I think they probably would have to add something else. As for the Clippers, did get James Harden and P.J. Tucker, which I think the Blazers probably going to want one of the Clippers' young pieces in this deal, whether it's Terrence Mann, Bones Highland, Brandon Boston Jr., but I'm not really interested in giving up those three guys. I want those three guys to stay with the Clippers, and at the end of the day, I'd rather give up a guy like Jason Preston or Amir Coffey in this deal rather than giving up Bones Highland to Terrence Mann. I'd rather give up another first-round pick, if that's what it takes, than have to go out and give up Terrence Mann. At the end of the day, I'd rather have Terrence Mann in the Clippers than a first-round pick in 2028, which I know this would mean the Clippers are going fully all-in on this current team, win-now mode, which they've been now since getting Paul George quite landed. This team has been expected to go out and be a contender and win in NBA Finals. But I think this year could be the end of Paul George and Kawhi Landed together in LA. I really do think this could be it. So why not go out and just go all in on just this season? You could go out and get a guy like James Harden who only has one year left on his deal. You can't give him an extension until the season is over. And then for Drew Holiday, he has a year left on his deal that's guaranteed with a player option for next year, which if the Clippers go and trade for Drew Holiday, they probably have to hope he's going to opt in to that second year of that deal since they probably don't want to go out and give up all of that knowing that he probably could leave just like James Harden could. But I think James Harden would be a good fit in this Clippers team just like I think Drew Holiday could. So now that brings it to question, who would be the better fit? I think James Harden would be the better fit offensively considering how good he is as a playmaker and how he can still score the ball and he'd be the third option on the Clippers behind Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Whether or not he wants to be the third option though, that's something you have to worry about. But there were reports over the summer that James Harden met with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and they were all on the same page. So I think he probably knows what his role would be on this team. As for... Who's going to be a better fit defensively? It's Drew Holiday. It's not even close. And I think Drew Holiday might be a better fit in this team as a whole already, more than James Harden would be. Since I think Drew Holiday can help you out offensively, and then obviously what he would add defensively next to Paul George quite landed. This team would have the best perimeter defense in the NBA, hands down right away. So I'm excited to see what the Clippers do. Are they going to go out and get Drew Holiday or James Harden? I'm confident that they're going to get one of them. I really do think they're going to go out and get one of those guys. We'll see what it ends up being. But in this deal, I'm interested to see if this would be the way things work out because I think the money would work out. The money works out perfectly between these three teams. But would the Blazers want more in return? That's a question. So now I'm going to move on and talk about another trade proposal I had. This one I made probably about a month and a half ago now, midway, probably point of August. I meant to put this out, but I never got to record, unfortunately. This deal is between the 76ers, Bulls, and Clippers. I saw a lot of buzz on Twitter of that the Clippers could potentially go out and get Zach Levine at the time. This was like probably a month ago now. So I made a three-team trade between the Sixers, Clippers, and Bulls, with the Sixers getting Zach Levine, the Clippers getting James Harden and P.J. Tucker, and the Bulls getting Norman Powell, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, and two unprotected first-round picks from the Clippers. And maybe it might take a pick swap in there too, maybe a second-round pick, I'm not really too sure. But I think two unprotected first-round picks with Marcus Morris, Norman Powell, and Nick Batum would be enough in this deal for the Clippers to go out and get James Harden and P.J. Tucker and, and would be enough for the Sixers to get Zach Levine. And the money would all work out in this deal. The Sixers would be getting Zach Levine in four years, $40 million per year. The Clippers would be getting James Harden and P.J. Tucker. Harden has one year, $35.6 million left on his deal. Tucker's at two years, $11 million, so $46.7 million total there per year. And the Bulls would be getting Norman Powell at three years at 18 per year with Marcus Morris at one year for $17 million, Nick Batum at one year for $11.7 million, and that would total up for $46.8 million there for the Bulls this season. So the money would all work out there. And I think what it comes down to is whether or not Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan gets traded from this Bulls team. Since I thought for a while that Chicago would trade one of those two guys. And it's sad things didn't work out for this team. Because they have the talent to compete in the East. It's just been tough with injuries. 
Lonzo Ball is now going to miss the upcoming season again with his third knee surgery, which makes matters worse. And now it's a big what if. If Lonzo Ball stayed healthy, what would this team have been? And I was never the biggest Lonzo Ball guy when he was on the Lakers. And then when he was on the Pelicans, I was okay with him. Then when he was on the Bulls, I liked him a lot more. I thought Lonzo Ball became a lot better of a player when he was on the Bulls than he was at the beginning of his career on the Lakers. He was a lot more experienced and a lot more polished offensively, especially shooting the ball. But the last time Lonzo's played in the game was January 14th of 2022. And the next game he'll play in, at earliest, would be October and November of 2024. So nearly three years, it'll be from the last time he played to the next time he plays. January 14th of 2022, and the earliest he'll probably play is October and November of next season in 2024. So that would total up to him missing around three years, just about, with this knee injury, which is honestly tough to see. I think Lonzo Ball was just becoming the player that we thought he could be considering how good he was in college. He was always a good playmaker in the NBA, but now he was shooting the ball a lot better in the NBA and felt a lot more comfortable, it looked like. But with this injury, it would mean that the last two NBA seasons and this one coming up, so just basically three years total, he would miss, meaning he would play in just 35 total games over the last three years with him missing this upcoming season. And I think he really started to figure things out, especially shooting the ball. 42% from three, he shot alongside 13 points per game, 5.1 assists per game, and 1.8 steals per game. And that was all in his last season with the Bulls. And that's a big what if. If Lonzo Ball stayed healthy, maybe this team would be different. And that's why I think Chicago is going to end up trading either DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine. Things didn't work out for them. They could go out and get pretty good value for either one of those guys on the trade market. So we'll see what happens there. Anyways, that will conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. And hope you guys have a good one. Thank you and take it easy.